opposing the government and opposing the Conservatives. I'm afraid it's the hard left who want to tighten their control. They want to uh, sideline uh, moderate voices. I don't think anybody should be surprised about that is the nature of the hard left. And of course, we know that the hard left famously cannot tolerate any who dissent. Who are the hard left, Chris? Well, we know who the hard left are. We're in the you know, ascendancy I, I, within, the, within the Labour Party who associate with the hard left. You just said that we were right to right wing. The hard left agenda. Printing money, nationalisation without compensation, that's a hard left wing position. Hard sort of left, the hard 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 left, hard left, hard left, the hard left, the hard left, 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 the hard left, the hard left, hard left, the hard left, hard left, So let's quickly introduce yeah, ourselves sure. just to like a little. So we got a Jewish communist Hi, recording from Redka. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yair, the, the Redka correspondent. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's very like, close I, with Lisa. Yeah, is it Lisa Nandy, your MP up there? You're very. Uh, good, no, you're... Anna Turley. And, she sent oh, me a Christmas card that I tried it. to burn. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a great video. <laughs> she is just. Oh, do you remember Paul Mason? Just absolutely fucking like pissed out of his skull just like threatening <laughs> not threatening but like saying she should be deselected <laughs> on twitter in the middle of the night <laughs> that's always the thing with mason it's always like half 11 half 12 he starts to really get into it <laughs> he's out of you can. Come out, and he's like yeah. four cans the demons come out yeah <laughs> he's had one hell of a political year he's just like he's he's very weak from you know, he's... <laughs> <laughs> he's based, uh, man. He's based. <laughs> uh, okay. apart, apart from some so... immigration uh, fucking views, which <laughs> okay. are just so like, okay. He follows me on Twitter now, so I can't oh. criticize him too hard. <laughs> he's, he, I think he's easily like my most famous follower. <laughs> like, he's got more followers than like Sam Chris or Abby Mills or any of the other journalists. Don't want to piss me. him off, yeah. Yeah, no, no, it's the big dog Mason. You want to keep him <laughs> on side so he comes on the show hopefully in future. Yeah, well, I'm like, a guest, so yeah. <laughs> no, I, I will. I genuinely will invite Paul Mason on the show. No, one day soon I'll have big dog Bastani following me as well. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's coming. The retweets are starting to come in, the favourites are coming in. <laughs> I remember like this really, like, not that old Navarra when post-capitalism came out, mm. where like I listened to Bastani talking about it, and he just openly begs to get Mason on the show. <laughs> like, it's really weird. Like, Paul, if you're listening, please, well, please hit me up. Well, please. you know, we are no, we are no lower than Aaron Bastani. Paul, if, if you're listening, please. Come on, Michelle. We won't criticise your stance on immigration too much. <laughs> we might, we might ask not you about it. Not to your face, anyway. Not to your face. <laughs> but you know, we've uh... said before, we're just gonna get Mason absolutely fucking like hammered, <laughs> and then just read out a list of Blairites and be like, "What do you think of him? What do you think of her?" Like, it's going, it's going through them like Saddam, just like one by one. <laughs> Copper comrades, uh, copper comrades. <laughs> Gulag list 2020, baby. <laughs> okay, we just banted about Paul Mason for like seven minutes. Yeah, oh, I'm Tom. I'm from the town where the person we're talking about today is actually buried, so we'll get into that in more detail Ooh. later on. But, nice. You know, but the corpse of the man we're discussing. Tying it all a... together. When I go up to visit you, I am going to piss on that grave. Oh, fantastic. Yes. Oh, yeah. I, 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 this was your I'm destiny. About it. <laughs> the fuck, cops come at me. 
I'm just going to be like, Jazz, no, stop, don't, don't want to use Meanwhile, you'll be taking a shit on the grave. Don't desecrate that you'll fascist fall grave. On the grave. <laughs> ah, well, we have our Jewish communists from Redcar. We have myself. We have Jack Frayne Reed. Hello. Writer and um, a presence on Twitter, usually pissing off... <laughs> right-wingers and fascists of all colours and stripes and all that. And then, yeah. of course, we have Kieran Morris, uh, a special guest we've got, a writer Hello. of Vice. Yeah, yes, welcome. welcome to the show. Absolutely dedicated hardline power light, and I want to make that clear right now. <laughs> yeah. Benevolent fascism, that's exactly what I stand for. Yeah. No, no. When we get no, into the yeah, poetry you know. later on, that's when the outright fascism will come to bear itself, <laughs> oh, I think, yeah. probably. Um, but as Enoch used to say... What's wrong with racism? <laughs> racism with is it? the basis of nationality. <laughs> if you haven't guessed from our previous <laughs> our, um our, our subject today is Enoch Powell, the influential fascist conservative politician who in 1968 made the famous Rivers of Blood speech in which he predicted that in 20, uh, 20 years subsequent to that, the black man would hold the whip hand over the white man he used scare stories about basically about, what i are still saying today <laughs> yeah i mean kind of kind of just made up shit that possibly he'd made up possibly some fucking dotty old constituent oh, of his. yeah we discussed yeah. that in detail it's funny because i watched the frost interview to accompany this and he actually presses him on that and he refuses to come out and and say like because like david frost goes to him so if we were to go to wolverhampton now and you could like show us the house of this woman would you do it and he's, he's completely just backtracking like, oh, no, I, can't. I can't i can't i have to i have to protect the safety of this of this woman who's you know like oh it's just so ridiculous but yeah we'll have to discuss that particular because what's so significant about the speech is that as a lot of politicians like farage and stuff a lot of conservative more conservative politicians today who say that oh the broad points of the speech are worth listening to but they don't touch on the stuff when he's talking about black pickaninnies and stuff, which is, you know, they don't like to go into that. Yeah, they yeah. Like to, oh, it's kind of tied board. into the whole thing. Yeah, it's, and it's just, oh, it's the broad yeah, points that he really was making. was the phrase that they used. There was that episode late last year when the talk radio presenter and journalist Julia Hartley Brewer who's a, you know, a big Tory, basically uh, was tweeting some stuff about, like, Enoch was completely right about everything and he wasn't actually a racist. And then Oliver Cam, who's a fucking dickhead, like just some moderate punk who like joined Labour, I think, to vote against Corbyn and left when Corbyn won again. Like just a little fucking Blairite parasite. Oh no, he's got cop credentials. Real serious cop yeah, credentials, Oliver Cam. A genuine cop. He he has like stock puppet accounts on Twitter who like pop up to defend him. <laughs> Whereas, whereas me, I don't have any backup accounts on Twitter at all. But some fucking prick recently doxed me about. But, but, but anyway, um, anyway, was this, was not, this not, the Article Fifty guy? Was it who? Just, yeah, it was yeah, fucking oh bell God. We, oh, Article Fifty. He's listening. <laughs> you weird old man. We're 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 here. We're we're not mad with laughing honest <laughs> jeremy dunn style <laughs> um, okay okay any anyway um yeah oliver cam is a fucking cop 
But yeah, he basically <laughs> he basically showed up uh, in, in this Twitter conversation and completely like set Julia Hartley through a straight. He was like, no, actually, Enoch was definitely a racist. He, he like linked all this just categorical shit about how <laughs> Enoch was a racist. Mm. And Hartley Brewer was like, okay, okay, I admit it. He was a racist. But he was also right about everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! But well, I'm his like really rich. extreme like views of colonial <laughs> India, where he wanted it to be fucking separated into three sections, and he was he really wanted to be viceroy or governor to one of them. <laughs> that is like so like like that's like shit. It's this guy that. used to work at a mug production factory in Redcar because he sounds exactly like my coworker. Production <laughs> factory. <laughs> Did he make his uh, controls on immigration, Mark? <laughs> Probably. But what was it Enoch said? Like, you know, uh, India is India and England is England. An Englishman can have a love of India without wishing to see it on the streets of England. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he was a proper colonialist fucking white supremacist. Fuck he was too colonial for Winston Churchill. Yeah. Like, he shocked Winston Churchill. Like... Yeah, a, a fan of eugenics. Ooh, yeah. Like, he went up to Winston Churchill. Must be extreme. Yeah, and he was like, is, yeah. Winston Churchill came out afterwards and was like, who is this man and why has he just told me how to reconquer India? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Churchill Churchill's was like, views on India were pretty, <laughs> pretty fucking despicable yeah. themselves. Yeah. Itself. So yeah. if you think Enoch was, if, 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 we're, if we're considering <laughs> Churchill's approach to India to be moderate. He uh, just <laughs> sails down the flank. He is so <laughs> colonial, it's unbelievable. Yeah, um, such, such a, a fucking imperial old boy. Like, um, but not as an old boy in the film, where like, <laughs> fucking fuck <laughs> Because, <laughs> <laughs> um, of course, the main documentary we watched was Odd Man Out. That was the name of the documentary we all watched. Yeah. And it was made in the mid to late 90s, wasn't it? He actually features in it. He's actually interviewed throughout it with him, with him and his wife. And we'll talk about some of the parts where he's interviewed and yeah, some of the hilarious moments in there. But yeah, it was done around, about, was it 96, 97 or so? I think it was 95. Oh, okay. Late 95. Oh, there. He's coming up to 83 and like, he's not well. And he's still writing by this time. And it's getting crazier. Like, I've got down here that he published his final work on the evolution of the gospel where he claimed that Jesus hadn't been crucified. <laughs> like, he genuinely came out at the end of his life and said, listen, the Bible is wrong. He was stoned to death by the Jews. Well, Enoch. Yeah, oh, Jews. Oh, <laughs> Fuck the Jews. Julia Hartley Bruce. Defending Enoch on Twitter, like just a minute later, like Simon Hedges just steamed into the replies, like Enoch had it right, send them back. And then he made another tweet, like persecuted marginalized journalists like Julia Hartley Brewer have legitimate concerns about the survival of the white race. Must be listened to. <laughs> yeah, sorry, that was just my way of bringing that conversation around to Simon Hedges. But uh, before we get too stuck into Enoch and Odd Man Out, should we play Cough or Comrade with our special guest yes, here in Morris? Yes, good shout. Yeah, let's do this. Okay. So, Jack, could you okay. refresh us on what Cough or Comrade 
is. So for any of the viewers who don't quite know the format of the game that we're... We've only had one so far, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, we've only had one so far in our, our bumper Christmas episode, which is like feature length. <laughs> so a lot of films are shorter than that episode as long. We like to but... give away content, man. What can I say? Okay, so we have compiled a list of people, as is the object of the game. Kieran must determine whether these people are cops or if they are comrades. So, yeah, yeah I, I think this, this distinction should make sense. Um, yeah, I don't think it needs much more explanation there. There's no so pressure, they're, they're, Kieran. Your whole reputation lies on whether you can tell us <laughs> the cops fantastic. and the comrades. Let's go. Let's okay. do this. Failure means you go to the gulag. Yes. Or did we say no gulag jokes? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I, I, I think we said that, but then we had... But then we went and made gulag jokes anyway. <laughs> uh, we have the bit in our intro about consigning films. <laughs> The celluloid gulag. Yes. yes. Okay. Okay. I wanted to call the podcast the celluloid gulag, but I did a poll on Twitter and nobody liked it. It's just my my you know cutting edge you know near to the knuckle opinions. But anyway, all right. Come on, let's go. Let's go. So, Kieran, the first person in Corporal Comrade we have is Tristram Hunt, loyal, unswerving comrade, one hundred percent. And I say that as a power light, someone who knows what England is about. Knows what nationalism should be. <laughs> Knows how to stick it to his fucking exactly. middle class lefties. Precisely. But has <laughs> intelligence. He's a historian. He is. He's a man yes. of letters. Sharon That's why I love him. Comrade, absolutely. Okay, okay. The man who crossed the picket right. line to deliver a lecture on that, <laughs> you know, that's all you really need. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Who is John Galt? John Galt is a glorified fucking scab. <laughs> and Tristram Hunt crossing a picket line to give a lecture on Marxism. So our second is Keir Starmer, Labour's shadow Brexit secretary. The definition of a cop. Like, <laughs> a lifetime in grassing <laughs> as a career as director of public prosecutions. Like, cop. 100% cop. cop. Shit, moderate politics. <laughs> Richard Spencer's assailant. Comrade. Yeah, the guy who punched Richard Spencer. That's not remote, oh, yes. remotely up to debate. Okay, Raphael Bear from The Guardian. Ah, my good old friend Raphael Not Bear. an actual bear. Not an actual bear. <laughs> bear the human cardigan himself. <laughs> Just the most woolly, <laughs> radical, muscular, centristy type. <laughs> cop. Cop, yeah. <laughs> Seth Rogen. Oh, this is a good one. Obviously, sort of Hollywood liberalism, thumbs down. But for everything else he stands for... That means weed. That it? does mean weed. I think. <laughs> okay, okay, fair enough. Uh, the next one is Diane Abbott. Comrade. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> like, that could not be doubted. We would just. I'd kick you out of my fucking flat right now. If I'd accept that, that completely. <laughs> okay, the next is Leon Trotsky. Comrade. A great revolutionary. Holly Toynbee. Speaking of great revolutionaries. <laughs> <laughs> the SDP candidate for Crosby. Oh, my God. I'm gonna go with cop. Yeah, yeah. Didn't didn't the Tories win that uh, election in which she was the SDP candidate? I think so. Yeah, they won it back from Shirley Williams ha. because she split the vote. Ha ha. Fucking split. Okay. <laughs> Sylvia Pankhurst, comrade. Nicholas Cage. Yeah. What do you make of Cage? I'm a fan, but thinking about, I I don't know what his politics would be. I'd kind of think he'd be like 
libertarian for some reason. I mean, he's, like, he appeared in Left Behind, that whack Christian oh, film. Yeah. <laughs> but I think he is, he's a liberal. He's a, he's a long-time donor to the Democrats. But I don't know. I don't reckon he's like Bernie or Bust. Or no, I don't think yeah, he is either. I don't, but I don't, I don't think he's dirtbag left. Furthest thing from Chapo. <laughs> okay. I'm uh, going to go with Comrade. Margaret Thatcher. Oh. Hmm. This is where I'm conflicted. How I like. And as someone who believes in the deep meaning of the Rivers of Blood speech, if you take away all the negative coverage, <laughs> yeah. as she said herself, it, the text of it and the intelligence... It's and, reason and logic. Yeah, it, it makes complete sense, it and does. she supported him throughout. So I mean, I'm, if you accept the premises... Comrade. Yeah. Oh, but... but. Enoch oh, did think but? That, that Thatcher didn't really get you know, his ideology right. Oh, yeah. After all those years, he looks back at probably the most right-wing, yeah, let's say the most right, I, of the new right, the most right-wing leader this country's seen in a hundred years. And he's like, oh, she's a woman. She didn't get it. She just did it because she was, I don't know, impulsive and can't use critical faculty yeah. properly. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think she had a very good understanding <laughs> of my economic theories. <laughs> After all that, I mean, she's still saying, like, I, yeah, I carry his speeches <laughs> yeah, in my bag. Yeah. I love him. <laughs> and Enoch still just won't pay her a damn she, compliment. Yeah, she just pops up, like, two minutes into the movie to, like, big up Rivers of Blood. <laughs> she, like, stuck by it to a fucking end. I watched another documentary about Enoch, specifically about, and I think called Rivers of Blood, and, uh, like, five minutes into that or something, guess who turns up to uh, be like, yeah, Enoch was basically right about everything. Fucking Frank Field, a fucking ghoul who was sacked by Tony Blair being the right wing. His political Orville. hero was Thatcher, wasn't it? His actual hero was Thatcher, wasn't it? He's actually oh. come out and said, my hero, my hero is Thatcher. So, Frank Field. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Frank Field's fucking Tory cunt. Anyway, he's not on the list. All right, so Thatcher, what are you going to go with, Pop or Conrad? On serious note, Cop. Okay, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't want to go on record and say Cop. <laughs> <laughs> Margaret Hodge. Oh, cop, cop, like real informant, completely <laughs> down to the core. Oh, yeah, oh. exactly. She's just like, oh, that's the trot is there in the CLP. <laughs> oh, well, let's root them fuckers out. Um, all right, who have we got next? Michael Bay, the influential film director. <laughs> oh, such a comrade, right? Yeah. I'd say comrade purely because he's symbolized how much money you can waste in America. <laughs> like, he is <laughs> It's just like... You want everything that's fucking awful about America in like a neat, tidy package. But yeah, you got Michael Bay's movies. As somebody who wrote his dissertation on Michael Bay, I, I don't <laughs> think you could call anything he's ever produced tidy and nice and concise. You know? <laughs> yeah. But I see what you're saying. Didn't he try and pitch like Pain and Gain as his sort of like kind of. Oh, God, his art film. Like, his, his kind of, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it is not. It is not. It's anything. Leering. Just the, the, the four or five million hours that are Pearl Harbor are going to be forever etched into my brain now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get moving. Um, comrade. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> Uh, next, we've got Harriet Tubman, who, who led a, a, a slave uprising. Yeah, I feel it would be <clears throat> quite weird to come out 
pretty anti. I am against pro-slavery. Pro-slavery. All right, so yeah, obviously Tubman is a comrade. Next, we got somebody who I believe is very close to your heart, Derek Hatton. Oh, deputy leader of the uh, the militant Labour Council. That's a tough one because he went he went off the rails. Like he went yeah. over to like Spain to start small businesses. <laughs> Houses. Oh yeah, he made a load of money, didn't he? Yeah, like I'm reading his autobiography, which he published the year after he was expelled, like 1988, while he's still in the news, all about like a sharp suit addiction and like <laughs> so it's, his it's, time it's as like kind of addiction to have, I mean. a fireman in Croxteth, <laughs> and he talks to like some Spain story about like a jackknife lorry and some students smashed their brains on the floor, and then like. He <laughs> oh, said, yeah. This taught him a political lesson that, like, sometimes you've got to be cutthroat. <laughs> Was it just like they were pulled? Yeah. <laughs> imagine full partridge style. They were quite literally pulled. God, imagine having a sharp suit addiction, but being, like, an incredible person, <laughs> being, like, homeless. And you just need the sharp suit. Like, like go and just, like, tear bits off some guys, yeah. like... You know, Jack, right? we laugh, but really, sharp suits are much more addictive than heroin. On the street, begging for sharp suits. <laughs> just a bit of fabric, please. You, you never give a homeless person money because you just know they're going to go out and buy a fancy suit. <laughs> so is Hatton a cop or a comrade? Oh, um, I'm going to give him comrade. Okay. And I'll take any charges to come with that. Okay. From <laughs> anyone I'm Neil Kinnock. I'm going to kick you out of the Labour <laughs> Party. And, uh, oh, God, so much of this show is me doing Welsh accents as well. Yeah. Like the whole... Wasn't the last episode, like, <laughs> you were just doing an Owen Smith, like, uh, like, like the whole, yes. like, last part of it was just like an Owen Smith sketch or something. Didn't you do it? You did a sketch, yeah. yeah. It tagged on the end of our Christmas episode, the idea interviews Owen Smith, aka. <laughs> so he's just like, oh, yes, I retired to spend more time with my 29-inch dick and my music. The idea is like, oh, like, you play an instrument, no, just Spotify. Like, <laughs> yeah, anyway, uh, we, right. We, we need to make, make the use of as much like time of fear in this Yes. All right, Sarah Olney. Cop. For those of you who don't know, Sarah Olney is the Liberal Democrat and he's their ninth MP in the Commons <laughs> since the last parliament Are they began. still behind the DUP or something like that? Oh, I, I, I think know. they might still be smaller than the Northern Ireland party. <laughs> They're very, very small. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they fucking deserve it. Like, I hate, I hate them puns. I'm sure, we'll, I'm sure we'll talk more about them later. I don't know why I did that sort of like vaguely. Like, I hate them cunts. Like, fuck them up, mate. But anyway, next on our list is the Uber nonce, Simon Dancher. Oh, wow. <laughs> Who I believe you once actually shouted nonce at. Yes, I did. Yeah. Not when he was close enough, unfortunately. He was walking out of a pub and I went into it. I just yeah. decided to go for it and yelled nonce down the road. You have because my respect, when's that? Sir, you have my respect. <laughs> I just didn't feel like it was enough. Like, no. yeah. when am I ever going to speak? You should have punched him like, yeah. like Richard Spencer style. <laughs> Sucker punched him. Yeah. And him beat me up because he, he probably would beat me in a fight. And then <laughs> get him press charges yeah press charges reverse back to the fashion so uh cop cop yeah cop nonce uh donald trump <laughs> kind of in fact fair to say cop yeah i think so uh, literally chief cop <laughs> yeah literally chief cop uh graham linehan oh cop cop, cop. he is a cop i mean yeah because he, 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 mm. yeah, he wrote father ted and stuff and he's he, yeah. you know comedy but 
his his politics, especially in the last year, he's just become another forty eight percent wanker. Just like ah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no. it was just an opinion that. poll, guys. Come yeah. on, yeah, exactly. we all knew it was not going to be legally binding. That's yeah. what they said before the referendum. This vote, it's nothing's going to happen. Yeah, just he, cast he your betrayed, opinion. He betrayed Corbyn as well. The fucking snake. Like, fuck it, right? <laughs> anyway, um, okay. The final person on the list is Farage's fuck face who put his own name forward on twitter <laughs> comrade. comrade absolutely comrade. absolute comrade absolutely. okay yeah, all right so just, I, we've probably said most absolutely. already but just to go through you sort of took the fall for tristram Hunt and said, <laughs> said he was a comrade obviously he is not he, work, he worked for the police and the, cop. the, the victoria and albert museums and fucking cop runs keir starmer you said cop he is a cop. He's just absolutely... What is that man's politics other than, again, ah, Brexit! It's his chin. That's all it is. That's why the liberal ones like him. It's his yeah, chin. He looks strong. And his fucking Richard Spencer dapper fash haircut. Yeah, he does have a good comparison. Yeah. <laughs> They're the new hipster fascists. But, uh, next, Raphael Baird from The Guardian. One of the most boring fucks <laughs> in journalism. And that's saying something. Like, that he, fucking sneer. The yeah, sneer on his really face. He is just a, a liberal shit. Just like <laughs> condescending little fucking out of touch wanker. Cameroonian conservative. Yeah. Fucking muscular centrist. Oh, God. Osborneite. Is, is he fucking Osborneite? Yeah. yeah he's really low. Him, like Osborne him and, Clegg. Jan- him and Janan Ganesh just gargling Osborne's nads. Oh, God. <laughs> um, all right, so next uh, on the list was Seth Rogen, who you said was a comrade. I think we agree with that, don't we? Yeah, yeah I'd agree sure. He's yeah. uh, probably uh, not politically perfect, yeah. but, you know. Sausage yeah. Party was right. pushing it, but, yeah. Nearly lost his status there. <laughs> yeah, we've, we've already uh, explained how Sausage Party is fucking yeah. unwatchable. Okay, next uh, we got Diane Abbott on the list, who's, you know, holding the line against anti-immigrant sentiment, the kind that Enoch Powell spent. Uh, all his life fostering so she's an absolute comrade i think we all agree yeah 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 actually jack um tom's like actually uh, you know we need to listen to the legitimate concerns of the white workers debate them come on leon trotsky yeah he's good unfortunately yeah that was a shame but much worse happened to stalin to be fair, oh, yeah. by the end. But, like, well, to be fair, getting ice picked is pretty grim, but like yeah. Stalin's fate was like really like the base. I always start sort of like bubbling blood out oh, of his mouth God, and like accusing yeah. people around yeah, yeah. him. Like it's real dark stuff the way Stalin dies. Isn't Armando Inucci doing that film, The Death of Stalin? Yeah. Co written by David Schneider. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine which one is going to be the Corbin caricature? Yeah, yeah. Just oh, like the bumbling vegetarian Russian in the back. Yeah. <laughs> mixing up the anthrax and getting it wrong <laughs> yeah I mean like, like that other famous communist Putin <laughs> the new statesman they seem to think the hammer and sickle is like a symbol of Russian nationalism <laughs> I've probably already burned so many bridges on the centre left in this episode just like this cunt like that fucking wanker um, like Trotsky was a great leader in the revolution his ideas have not always been applied in the best way fuck USWP um <laughs> Polly Toynbee is just a fucking cop, like, in every way. He writes articles like, Britain's border control is in no fit state to do its job. Like, she was the one who did the... Corbyn is basically absolutely right about immigration being good. But 
the public just don't believe him. So he needs to lie to them and tell them it's bad. <laughs> and then, like, a couple, really? oh, a couple of months oh, later, terrible. a couple of months later, Trump won, and she wrote an article like, we cannot capitulate to racism. It's like, <laughs> fuck off, Polly. Um, <laughs> get you a columnist who can do both. <laughs> anyway, uh, Sylvia Pankhurst is next on the list and is a comrade, obviously. A, a, a great uh, hero of women's rights, uh, a, a great communist. And Nicolas Cage, guys. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, leaning towards comrade. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. Guys, guys, I got I the do, liberal but, touches, but yeah, he's, he's such a G I, when I, it comes to the films. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But <laughs> I know I he's Connor also had some, you know, some Nick Cage. You guys, he start talking <laughs> down Nicolas Cage. He burns through money like nothing else. Like, <laughs> he, like didn't he like buy like he had to sell off a lot of his homes recently? Like he sell off like yeah. a castle in Scotland or something. You have to like do that, that every like, few years. Every few years. <laughs> he deserves a lot of homes. Maybe he worked hard for his money. <laughs> the man in first class deserves to sit in first class. Taxation is best. I think Nicholas Cage is a comrade. I think he's he's got okay. an incredible body of work, and I'm not going to have words said against him. Fuck you. <laughs> well, you've got a bad lieutenant uh, of um, New Orleans, which is... It, 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 no, this is the party line. <laughs> the Comet Bureau's... Politburo says, fuck's sake. Comet uh, Ah. All right, Nicholas Cage is the comrade, so you got that one right anyway. Thatcher, obviously fucking cop. <laughs> Margaret Hodge, total fucking cop. Labour rights, love. Michael Bay. I'm going to share the, the optimistic man. view, and I'm going to say total cop because I had to do a big, massive paper on the guy. <laughs> well, I mean, I wouldn't want to disagree with you as you almost did with me on Nicolas Cage, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to say yeah, I think he's a cop. Uh, yeah, I'd say Nick Cage is a cop. I don't think there's... A lot of people go, oh, well, there's bad boys and there's The Rock, but... Oh, I, sorry, I, sorry. I, I, the Rock Michael. is probably the most watchable of his of his films. Yeah, The Rock like, isn't awful. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah The Rock. It's got Sean Connery in there coming out with absolutely yeah. ridiculous lines like "Winners go home and fuck the prom queen" and just like <laughs> utterly, <laughs> utterly ridiculous action. But from yeah. there on in, it's just yeah, like we get to like pain and gain. He's on—is it the fifth Transformers now? Like, yeah, I'd say he's definitely a cop. <laughs> you know, sorry, Michael. Okay. I think you said comrade for that one. So yeah, I said that's, comrade. That's the second one. Yeah, he, wrong. He, it was an interesting <laughs> argument. I won't fault you for yeah. that. <laughs> no, no doubt. Uh, Eric Hatton, you said a comrade. I think. Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, I'm sticking by that. Okay, yeah, yeah fuck it, all right, yeah. Like Hatton, you fuck shit up for the Labour right, and anyone who gets on the nerves of the Labour right, fuck like Tories and fascists, like, but they're okay. basically quite fond of them. Uh, they, yeah, they're, they're fine by me. So, yeah, Hatton is all right. Sarah Olney, she's cop. a Lib Dem. So, yeah. Yeah, like, obviously a cop. Lib Dem yeah. should just start with, like, police uniforms. <laughs> um, Simon Danchuk is a cop and a nonce. He's fucking arresting himself. Donald Trump, literally, yeah, cop. Graham Linehan, I think we can all agree, has become a cop. I'm very sad to say it, but yeah, it sounds undeniable. Yeah, sounds undeniable. You haven't seen the evidence, but you'll take our word for it. That's the way I like <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's how much I trust you. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, Farage's fucked face off of Twitter at UKIP Blackpool who is one of our favourite Twitter accounts, I'd say, like at least me and Tom. He just goes hard every time, just mercilessly needles the fash with like, don't free Marine A stuff. And He's stuff ceaseless. Like that. 
Yeah, you, no, you, yeah. yeah. You want some more good left wing voices on Twitter, folks? Follow at, uh, at is it? he's at UKIP Blackpool. Oh, that's <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it, it cool. is he's, follow him. He's a cool guy. Yeah, yeah. No, he is, and he requested that we put him in cop for comrade, and I'm sure he'll be disappointed to know we haven't just like slagged him off <laughs> and called him a cop. And I, I think, <laughs> unfortunately, Kieran might need to go, uh, like oh, no. now because his time is running out. But I was wondering if he has any final observations to make and things to say before we go our separate ways. Oh, wow. Um, well, I'm sure there's going to be quite a good debate over Odd Man Out. Talking about yep. the finer points of it, yeah. which I would <laughs> love to have piled in on. Would either of you be able to get the poem up? Uh, like, if you act... <laughs> yeah, we have to. Yeah, we have to discuss this with Kieran. It, it's um, this it's was a guy selfish, who was like, on our campus, wasn't it? Uh, who? Yes, uh, English yeah, Democrat. Oh, Tom, could you get onto our DM messages because I think I posted a, a picture of it in there. English Democrats. For anyone wondering, if you don't know who they are, they're not a centre ground big party, party by any means. <laughs> they are big English nationalists, and uh, yeah, they probably want. Yeah. They think part. UKIP has got it all wrong because they want the UK to stay together. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. Wow. Doncaster's finest. They won the mayoral elections in Doncaster. Really? With, oh, it was dear. Philip Davies, the Conservative <laughs> MP Philip Davies, the terrible Conservative work for like recipient. MRA guy, isn't he? MRA, like, <laughs> smoking and gambling lobbyist, absolute oh. fucking, like, slob of a human <laughs> being. His dad was the English Democrat mayor of Doncaster, like, at the same time as him, and his platform was common sense <laughs> that was his whole common selling point sense. common sense i mean you could think like you know but they say common sense and some other fucking like middle class guy from surrey with a bag in his mouth and a, like, a tweed jacket on will go oh that's common sense no fucking houses built on a nice green uh, field near me and all the immigrants out like yeah I care so, so much uh, about the environment until uh, it comes to windmills or not using oil a blight on our countryside but, um, yeah, Tom, have you been able to find the poem? Oh, God. Um, oh, fucking hell. Uh, I, all I've got here literally is just kind of... The, the first thing is a picture of Enoch Powell in the fucking bath. Yep, there we go. Yeah. That, is, it, that, is, it, that, is it on that thread, is it? It might, it might be. It, yeah, it might be on that thread. Oh, here, uh, we, here we go. Do you, would you like me to read this out? Or does it, what do you want to do the honours? Or... <laughs> go on, Tom. Uh, okay, so this one... The, the title of this incredible poem... Uh, it's called, just called Enoch Powell, I'm guessing, because he's just, yeah, oh god, the structure of this is just terrible. <laughs> like, we haven't even started yet. I'm... So this is by an activist friend of ours who, in fact, created that petition online for a second EU referendum. <laughs> yeah. But he created that before the result of a referendum, thinking that Remain were going to win. Right, so, Enoch Powell. A clever lad he was. From early days it showed. He had a brain, and he showed it. Language was his thing. A soldier who became an MP. AMP. Okay. AMP who became a minister. A minister who became an icon. That began in 1968 and continues to this day. Enoch. Enoch. Enoch Powell. A man who no one expected to be married. A man who is remembered today. A man who is regarded with contempt by idiots. <laughs> <laughs> and it's got it's got a little intro as well uh in which he says a tribune of the people and a hate figure to some a really moving documentary of the man in his later years and that refers to odd man out 
an extremely <laughs> clever man who spoke what he thought, a talented poet. It's it's uh, it's it's one hell of a poem, isn't it? It's uh, it, it it rivals Enoch's own poetry, which we sadly couldn't cover oh. uh, in detail. But I'm sure we will <laughs> get <laughs> we to that. See. Yes, it's uh, is a whole whole book of his poems, isn't there, Kieran? So there's uh, there's plenty to go through. Um, but yeah, that was a guy who was at our university. Actually. Not only knew him, he literally lived in the flat on top of me. Oh, really? Did he? First oh my year. God. Yeah. Well, the hilarious thing about him, though, is that he actually reminds me of the kind of person that Enoch Powell probably would have been like in yeah. his younger days. Like, Because if you watch Odd Man Out, they talk about how he was kind of like considered like a sort of a loner by many of his like fellow students and stuff. He he didn't really kind of have much contact with women. Like Even in the, Powell, in the documentary with Powell, like, he says about women, the analyst Political faculty is underdeveloped in women. He says that in this documentary we watched. Yeah. Like, Fuck, you did. You did not spend a lot of time around women, did you, Enoch? It's like. <laughs> yeah, during school. Not an authority. Yeah. <laughs> so, what do you think of Odd Man Out as a uh, uh, encapsulation of the life and spirit of Enoch Powell here? It's really weird. It's weird that it was made and made at such a time when he's like so visibly frail. Yeah. To the point where even Thatcher concedes that we were talking about this before, like, oh yeah, his voice oh, is yeah. more back then. <laughs> that should have said his voice was more powerful back then. <laughs> like, no shit. You kind of heard this whimpering. He sounds literally like my nana. Little baby sounds so doggy Enoch as well. Oh yeah, God. But, oh, uh, is is there any stuff from his book of poetry that you brought with you here and that you can uh, tell us? about and, and oh god yeah while i'm at it i'll just go get it now so yeah uh, thanks thanks for coming on the show by the way kieran like it's, it's yeah absolutely you know, it's, thank yeah, you thank you kieran yeah, we're looking forward to having a uh, guest so an ideologically correct guest but no um, in our game of pop or comrades kieran you scored 18 out of 20 and one of the ones that you got wrong was i think deliberate and the <laughs> other one was just some kind of theory and i'm sure you don't like michael bay that much <laughs> so <laughs> i'd I'll say that. that's probably the highest score isn't it not that you've had I much competition <laughs> i think it's higher than alex because he thought like neil kinnock and like jess phillips were comrades oh mm. like i just want to be clear before i go like i mean it on tristram on <laughs> i mean it on i just want that to be absolutely clear <laughs> wow we will we will have you back on oh, definitely man uh and we'll yeah. we'll, we'll uh, yeah. organize some sort you of like become... political discussion and uh yeah, yeah, absolutely man. you can become like part of our, our real politic family oh i take that <laughs> i take that definitely <laughs> okay and uh, so yeah i mean who wouldn't probably anyone who's not a fucking raving communist <laughs> <laughs> but um okay so we, we're filling a gap in the market there are people out there who feel like Paul is letting them down we're not letting them down providing <laughs> <laughs> a valuable service we're, we're true socialists anyway kieran you've got some poetry for us i believe by enoch himself in his collected works i do and i'm not going to read all of it out because it's Probably one of his longest poems. Okay. And it is, I was just flicking through this before, and it's the saddest fucking poem. <laughs> Someone who isn't a poet. <laughs> this is the saddest elegy of one man's life. To think that you'd write this about yourself and then publish it to people <laughs> is just 
I mean, in this poem, he basically goes on about how he really wishes he died in the war. And like, <laughs> oh, oh, no. Without the payoff of being shot by guns. <laughs> I agree with you there, you know. I wish he'd been killed. <laughs> he talks about just hating, like seeing couples together and like <laughs> really? the oh rock on the trees, and he just <laughs> misses the guns in the air. And the idea that he could be slowly. He, he was apparently dead certain that the Nazis were going to win the war. Yeah. Apparently. Yeah into Rommel's head like no other man. He went back from being a professor. He told them in 1938 that he was going to go back when there was a war. <laughs> so he thought the Nazis were going to win. He wanted to go out and die. Yeah. He was like, I'm going to fight this unwinnable war against this so, very impressive empire. So really, it was just it was his whole like long life. It was just, it just kind of it should never really have happened, like, but by his own word. Like, I mean, but yeah, anyway, let's hear, let's hear this very sad poem. Well, let's find a good clip. There's a lot of like, I hate the growing light of spring. I hate the lingering sun. I hate the sights that only bring regret summer's done. I hate people from other countries. <laughs> day in, day out, the sunset sky renews the grinding pain of springs and summers gone that I can never live again. Oh, no. Just it's constant like it ends with something I will about say to his credit that it's better than a poem. It is, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Say what you want about the benefits of a classical education, but he's learned a bit about prose. I'll oh, say no, that. Yeah, it ain't yeah. much. And there are some very clear themes, like a lot of death, a lot of repressed feelings, and like want from afar and envy. Like, you don't need to be even remotely interested in literature to like read this and be like, hmm. <laughs> I think he's trying to tell us something. <laughs> it's very revealing as a book. Is there any like proper racist stuff in there? Unfortunately not. He doesn't oh. allow blacks into his poetical verse. In his, <laughs> in his mind, Alice, they're, they're not there. He's not thinking about <laughs> Indians when he's thinking about spring. <laughs> and how he hates it. Yeah. <laughs> he's thinking, you know, I, I don't hate them. I just think they should... Stay in our own bloody country. <laughs> like, the Eden in his head is India as conqueror of India. He wants yeah. that. He likes it there, but... Was this the oh, same he doesn't want them in England. Book, yeah. Um, that he dedicated to um, B, as, as, as we only know her. Yeah, they uh, go into her in the documentary, and we'll the, probably discuss that later on. Yeah, that was his first... She was 23. Seven. 37, yeah, and that, that was the first time he, he'd uh, really And he talked about it like a job application. He's like, yeah. I wasn't suitable. I, I wasn't I suitable. Was <laughs> and he's like, you fucking not make me so emotional. It's like, there's nothing I love more than seeing a fucking cucked fascist. <laughs> 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 Just gets knocked back for not actually being posh. Yeah. Like, he sounds like a West Country Both the women he ever loved were Colonel's daughters. One of them was his secretary. And he took genuine pride in outranking her father. Like, that was his thing. <laughs> I mean, I imagine you uh, you probably want to get going, Kieran. <laughs> I really don't. I want to continue. Better uh, of the journey back. Yeah. What? Well, when? When's your train? I don't know. It's a collection of buses and trains. Oh shit. Okay. It was like it was like four to like places I've never been. <laughs> West Drayton, oh, Turnpike yeah. Green, oh, or there whatever. Are shit places. Yeah. I think, well, actually, West Drayton might, might, I might be getting this wrong. It might be in John McDonald's constituency. I think it is. Oh, it's like they, Carlington yeah. Hospital. Yeah. I'm in yeah, JMAC yeah. territory. Yeah, I mean, you've This is Boris Johnson's constituency. Oh. Fucking <laughs> <God. laughs> 
but yeah, man, it's been great to have you on the show. Um, everyone, follow Kieran at Hits the Scumbag on Twitter and check out his writing in places like Vice, Mundial Magazine, Mundial, Mundial, um, Halcyon, um, and and various other places. And I'm sure many more to come. And if you're Derek Hatton and you're listening <laughs> to this, uh, and and you're you know warm glow on your face, uh, nice big smile. Spreading across your, your cheeks because we, we've declared you to be a comrade. Um, <laughs> Kieran, I'm in for you. <laughs> not in a Neil Kinnock yeah. kind of way. He's not, he's not going to beat you up in the toilets or anything. <laughs> <laughs> brag about it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'd like to see him and apologise for what I did to him, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been great to have you here. Oh, no, it's been superb. It's been so much fun. I hope I hope your journey back is excellent. It will be um, fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure we'll have you on again soon as well, man. And take care, Kieran. The real politic is here. We had our wonderful guest. Kieran Morris. <laughs> yeah, Kieran Morris delivering that fire. That cop and comp. Yeah, that... Kieran was a great guest. So on with the show? Yeah, we'll definitely have him back on the show. And if he's, if he's going to be bringing yeah. that, that Enoch Powell poem fire back, you know, we've got to have him back on the <laughs> How could we miss any more of Enoch Powell's beautiful poetry? Exactly. It's just inc- if it's just in- incessant wanting of death, you know, it's going to be... I know what I'm getting <laughs> for my birthday, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. Um, we didn't get around to mentioning it while Kieran was here, but uh, there was that really gross sexual poem that Enoch wrote that's in oh, Podmat, yeah. <laughs> where it's about white-hot lava shot up from, like, volcano shaft or something. It's like, <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> Yeah. It, it, it could not be a more transparent way of writing cum came out of my dick. Yeah, yeah. it was something like <laughs> up the old volcano shaft, wasn't it? I remember because I remember that part when I watched rewatched the documentary last night, and he's just kind of just looking at the kind of the the, the interviewer reading it, and he's just still got those same dead steely eyes staring at the guy as he's reading it out. And then the, and then the guy's just like, "So, who is this about? It wasn't about anyone. It was an exercise." <laughs> He obviously knows how a cock works, so it's, maybe it's just about him wanking off. Like, yeah, like when, he, <laughs> when his when his like undergraduate kind of like colleagues and like are talking about kind of how or no, actually I think it's his fellow when he's in like the army and stuff. And they're talking about kind of oh he was the old you know the kook you know we all thought he was a bit mad and and they're talking yeah. about kind of he's, he's lying on his hammock and he's reading like a Greek version of the Bible and making jokes <laughs> and they're all just like oh okay he's <laughs> like he's reacting like oh okay so you think that's funny that you're reading a Greek version of the Bible okay you're not he he essentially kind of gained his his strong nationalism from his time in Australia wasn't it. I think a thing uh, that shows what a sort of like out of touch upper class Tory Enoch was, j- just like is how he uh, he promised his wife a life of grinding poverty. Oh yeah, it's like me. <laughs> on the back benches, wasn't it? Yeah, he said as <laughs> the kind of a life on the back benches. As if MPs are poor fucking Tory cunts. I mean, I just, honestly, like just because you're on the back benches, it doesn't like mean that you're living like a pauper. Like, these people are the ruling classes. Yeah. Yeah, after the Rivers of Blood speech, Enoch got sacks and sacks of letters. Where were the bombs? Like, where were the IRA and all this? Like, they really fucking let the side down, man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm 
fucking disappointed in the IRA, frankly. Come like, on, comrades. <laughs> would have so snuck a fucking letter bomb in there, like, it's not like, oh, my fucking hell. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, we, we didn't, we watched those videos. Like, yeah, it's fine, the prancing about in the woods with the fucking hell on. But when, when, you know, when, when they needed to step in and really help people out, uh, I'm going to stop. <laughs> um, okay. At one point, and I'm not, I'm going to try and say this quite quietly, so let me know if I'm cracking up and it's hard to hear what I'm saying. But Enoch reads out a letter from, uh, like, a fan, basically. And, and the letter says, thank God someone has spoken to the white people of England who went through two world wars so that our children could live a better life. Oh, yes. Did they go? We had some more connection problems here. So the rest of the racist fan letter says, did they go through that so these hordes of black locusts could come here and buy the homes we have known for years and make our lives unbearable. And make our lives unbearable. Fucking hell that. Make our lives unbearable. Like, what? how are they so fucking It's affected? so sad that yeah. the existence of other races just yeah. makes their lives miserable. And this was one of oh tens God. of thousands of letters he supposedly received through the post, wasn't it? And according to the documentary, most of them were supposed to be in his favour. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's quite unsettling reading. Because like, his wife gets him to read that out in the actual document. Like, gets him to, like, yeah. to read out in the documentary, doesn't he? Or one of his letters, something like that. It's just like, she doesn't give a fuck. Like, she's a Tory. Like, that's just like, she's a Tory. <laughs> There's another quite striking bit in the documentary. We've already talked about how... Um, the guy says uh, to Enoch, what do you say? Is it something like, does it trouble you that some people see you as a racialist? I think this is the word he uses, which is kind of it's a very dated, like, it's really the latest. Yeah, it's an archaic way of saying racist, isn't it? Yeah, and Powell says, what's wrong with racism? Racist. Yeah, and, and yeah. they show a clip of Paul Boateng, the Labour MP, who I, I think might have died, if I'm wrong, I'm, I'm sorry for he was one of the first black MPs to be elected in 1987, oh, yeah. along with Diane Abbott and Bernie Grant and a few others. Uh, sorry, and I think just one other. He says on, on TV how the, the speech, hearing the way that Enoch spoke about black people in the River's Blood speech made him feel, and how the next day was the first day that as a black British person, he had felt unwelcome and threatened in his own country. And they, are, they, they put this to Enoch, and Enoch says, Oh, I cannot doubt him if he said it was true or something. And then when they ask him about that, uh, yeah, what do you say to the um, charge that you're a racialist? Um, as we said, quite an archaic term. He, he says, yeah, Ray, what's wrong with racism? Racism is the basis of nationality. And, and then he sort of goes on to say that it would be difficult for Paul Boateng, who was born in Britain, to be... A British person, on the account of him <laughs> oh, having black skin, yeah. So, so he he really was a virulent racist, and um, just unapologetic. Just, uh, yeah, absolutely unapologetic to the end. Um, but but yeah, um, he carefully planned the arrangements for his own funeral. What did, did they? What did oh, they include? Yeah, yeah. Enoch said regarding the um, political scene in um, the time the documentary was recorded that 
I hear my voice coming through in what is said. And it's like, well, I don't know if there were many politicians speaking like, but (laughs) on the other hand, I think Enoch's voice is coming through very loud and clear in um, politics in 2017. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. He had very legitimate concerns, didn't Enoch? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Economic anxiety, I think they're calling it in the US. Oh, is that that, that it? Is that the UK? Yeah, they're saying that everyone voted for Trump because of economic anxiety, not racism. Well, I mean, I, you know, it's a, it's a, as, as a socialist, yeah, I think that's a somewhat legitimate argument, except that, you know, Trump's obviously not the way to go if you won't have economic anxiety. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Tom, is there anything else you've forgotten that you'd like to mention? <laughs> weren't you, um, weren't you bigging up a certain film on Letterboxd recently, a vintage classic? Oh yeah, I was on, on Twitter, yeah, I was bigging up Michael Mann's Thief. Um, yeah. Check out fucking mm-hmm. Michael Mann's Thief, and if you can pick up the yeah. Arrow, oh, yeah. Arrow Films Blu-ray release of it, where you've got a mm-hmm. copy of the theatrical cut and uh, the director's cut as well. A really great transfer, amazing Tangerine Dream score, um, yeah. and you can see how. And like, if you want to see where, because of course it's not the sole inspiration for Nicholas Winding Refn's Drive. There's also um, was it Walter Hill's 1970s film, The Driver? Also, a major yeah. influence of yeah, that. I but it's so. one, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's but Michael Mansfield certainly kind of is kind of the inspiration for the the visual style. And yeah, just yeah. Like, and Willie Nelson's in it as well in a few scenes, and he steals he steals the show like in his scenes. It's great, man. It's got an incredibly like violent and messy shootout at the end as well. Yeah, a mad kind of hard rock guitar like. Um, number going as he's just gunning down kind of bad guys from every direction after he's killed the main bad guy but they're just coming from nowhere on the streets and stuff and it's just like what is going on (laughs) classic (laughs) 80s action uh, classic 80s kind of film ending there so (laughs) alright so you have been listening to the Real Politic podcast Uh, we have um... fucking hell that's so lifeless (laughs) that's right something better <laughs> all right you've been listening to the real politic podcast and we determined that enoch powell odd man out is is it for the celluloid gulag or is it fit to be released out into the world is it an ideologically correct film gulag gulag, gulag. yeah i mean like the obvious answer is gulag but at the same time it's important that we learn about these wankers you know it is <laughs> It is. I'm trying to think, if a documentary like this aired on TV now, would I be like, fuck this, why are they giving this racist shit the oxygen? Yeah. And so so in that case, in that it just contains this wealth of racist and fascist ideas, I do think that we should probably... Yeah. Gulag. But I'm glad we watched it anyway. And that's the, that, you know, that isn't that the sort of benefit of an authoritarian communist regime? Absolutely. But if you're in the past, <laughs> if you're in the game, you have access to certain things <laughs> that are just, <laughs> that aren't good for the masses. Like, we can handle it. We, we can handle it fine. We haven't got all the false consciousness and all that shit. We, we'll be like, yeah, yeah, cool, end capitalism, fuck racism, open borders and all that. Somehow we, still... we managed to resist the extremely persuasive arguments that Powell gave. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, clearly Kieran didn't. He came in a full <laughs> 
you know, really just roaring with patriotic pride like an English lion. But but no, we, we were unscathed, really, because we just got that kind of political fortitude where we can just withstand any old fast shit. Make me leader of labor, I won't. <laughs> no, I would fucking buckle under, like, a tenth of the pressure that Corbyn gets, like, yeah, under a fraction, <laughs> like 1% of the pressure Corbyn gets on a daily basis, I would just be seen off the life. It's a big job. It is mad, mad respect to him for for doing that for, for us on the left because it's ruined his fucking life. Like, he was just going to have a <laughs> chill little time going to his allotment, you know, hanging out with John on the back benches, and then, hanging yeah. out with his wife. And then, the, and then they reading. finally had the meeting and then they turned to him and they went, Jeremy, it's your turn. He was like, all right, yeah, fine. Yeah, why I'll not? It's it. the cause, you know? It's for the, it's for the G's yeah. <laughs> in the socialist <laughs> campaign group. And they started to win. I did it, and yeah, I still need to check out Alex Nunes' The Candidate because that book actually details in great, like, great detail the campaign. Yeah, so really I really want to check it, that out. It's incredibly good analysis, a very, very thorough account of um, what happened in Corbyn's ascendancy. I would really recommend it. Uh, shout out to Alex Nunes, uh, who follows me on Twitter. The boy Alex Nunes, a friend of the Real Politic podcast. And I would place his book about Corbyn up there with uh, Richard Seymour's book, Corbyn and the Strange Rebirth of Radical Politics. Uh, n- don't bother with Comrade Corbyn. It's a load of right-wing guff. There's a bit of like interest in biographical information, but it's mostly shit. Yeah, so, wow, he's chucked in a book and a film recommendation <laughs> right at the end. What was a fucking really good album we could recommend? I tell you what, this is this is this is nothing new, but I was listening to it the other night. Uh, check out "Done by the Forces of Nature" by the Jungle Brothers. Incredible stuff. Oh, okay. That's some yeah, old school hip hop right there. I'm gonna throw it out with a mad nice. one. Check that out. Yeah, that's. I that's, definitely will. Yeah, but, but but I'm down with that. I don't think I've heard that album. That's, that's is that like early '90s? That's like uh, I think we're looking at probably '88, '89. But man, the palette of the samples is just insane for a rap record of that time. Really worth checking out. All right, so guys, our our film of the episode, I don't want to say week because we put these out so regularly. (laughs) Film of the uh, allotted period of time (laughs) is Thief by Michael Mann. Our album is, what's it called again, Tom, by the Jungle uh, Brothers? Done by the Forces of Nature by the Jungle Brothers. That and our book of the time is uh, The Candidate by Alex Nunn. So you have been listening to the Real Politic podcast that this has been Enoch Powell, Odd Man Out, and it contains too many right-wing ideas for us to approve. So, boo! (laughs) To the gulag. To the gulag with you. All right, peace, listeners. It's tech, it's exciting, it's young people, it's crowdsourcing. Thanks for listening to the Real Politic Podcast, and thanks to our guest, Kieran Morris, and to Moses Longpiece, who composed the closing song. Bye!